0: here we are today um, with Johnny Enlow. My name is Chris. I'm going to be asking some questions just about the prophetic, how it works, how it's happening and taking place in in culture right now. Um, We're obviously receiving a lot of questions and and people are very hungry right now with um, the coronavirus and everything that's happening to really hear from from the prophets. And so one of the things I'm always being asked is, is, what is the prophetic word that you're hearing? What is the what's taking place right now? Do you have anything from the Lord that, that, that we can take? And so Johnny, I've been sitting here this morning just talking through that. And really right now we're in, a, we're in a place where we hear a lot of contradicting voices and words. And so one of the things I'm just going to ask Johnny right now is just how how do you know um, what voice to discern from when you're in a time of crises like this? How, when you have multiple people saying that they're hearing from God, but everything is different, how do you how do you discern through that? Do you have any advice for people trying to find the signal and the noise right now?
1: Yeah, Chris. That I mean, that's just a good uh, question, and we can see if you take it out of the context of the church, just into society, trying to determine okay, who's telling, the, who, who's telling it right? Is is Fox News telling it, or is it CNN? Who's really? They seem to be reporting the opposite, and and then there's you know other uh, channels, and so even getting your natural uh, news. And getting the narrative of the day is important because you will respond based on what you view to be truth. So how much more will say in the body of Christ when uh, there are prophetic voices that seem to contradict and some have uh, the present signs of the time, the coronavirus and whatever else, whatever challenge, the economic challenge, the market is tanking and so there is a connecting of this to some end time scenario and be prepared for it. Or as I do, I give a, a perspective that this is a, a storm that we're going through. that's actually catapulting us into the next level of kingdom advancement. And so what are some guardrails? Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying it's what are some guardrails for us determining who we should listen to or not listen to, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, again, the children of Israel, the 10 spies or, or Joshua and Caleb and You know i think a couple of things one is if we're if we're calling somebody a prophet or a prophetic voice and we've decided to listen to them we want to make sure i think that before you follow anything important in your life related to them can you identify a prophetic word that voice has given that has ever come to pass i understand we see in part we prophesy in part you know some want to hold up to the old testament model of being perfect but even if you jump to the New Testament model of things being uh, in part, Paul said, I prophesy in part, see in part. And so, you know, not demanding that they be 100% prophets, but there is, uh, you know, there are prophets that have a, a following and a large following and some that have sold uh, millions of dollars of books. and And literally they don't have one prophetic word that has ever been fulfilled. But it's really a prophetic um ministry if we call it prophetic built on fear and and so people that find that have in themselves a stronghold of fear will find themselves drawn to that and and so you know it becomes in a way i guess self-fulfilling for that type of prophetic ministry because he 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 spits out fear and he finds a fear magnet out there, and so there is something that begins to, that can, that can snowball. And so, you know, within all of us, I think, uh, Chris, we can identify we have, we can have both of these. We can have a fear or a faith response wanting to come up, and so that's why it becomes important because you find yourself, when you hear a voice of truth that is speaking from a hopeful and faithful perspective, we find something in our spirit. Even when we're struggling with a little bit of fear, it goes, yes, I want to I agree uh, with that mm-hmm. and and it 's important, and then um, you know uh, conversely we we want to recognize when um, when a voice is really leading us to agree with with worst case scenarios so again, just put out a um, one uh, one guardrail for the prophetic voice you 're going to listen to. is there a track record, not just mm-hmm. a track record of followers and likes you know we 've started judging what 's truly anointed or whatnot by follow mm-hmm. followings and likes and that has nothing to do with it. And there's really is there a track record it would be number one. Number two, um, is do you get hope from that prophetic word? Mm-hmm. And he is the God of hope and even in in the most severe judgments God would ever have his prophets speak in even in the old testament, he did not just have it be a devastating uh, prophetic word that would sit on its own there even Jeremiah who for decades is preaching uh prophesying judgment people forget that the reason he's having to do so is because the Lord's already had him walk through Jerusalem and say Jeremiah see if you can find one Mm -hmm. and he can't find one Mm -hmm. uh that follows the Lord and it's because there's now been three or four generations at least who have not served God they're into Baal worship there is like not even a pulse hardly Of the Lord, there has nothing. There's no similarity at all to any society that we have around us here, and even in that case, and so it's like we have people even today trying to be Jeremiah prophets of that day. Say, well, that's what the prophet said then. There's, there's, you know, you have to go one of the darkest Muslim nations even to find some kind of scenario there, and it still probably doesn't equal that there, and so. When when you try to bring in a Jeremiah prophet, but even there, even there, you you find where the Lord says, but I know the thoughts that I have for you. Right after Jeremiah is saying, uh, you know, drastic things the Lord's going to do and judge, the Lord says, I know the thoughts. I think you return to me, you know. Mm -hmm. My thoughts are of hope, of peace, of future for you. And so whenever you get a word that uh, just leaves you sort of not feeling that, and it's, you know, the vague repent and we better repent. And, you know, we have prophetic voices who really don't have a voice into the, we'll say, the world. It's only to the niche of followers that they have. It's kind of to the choir. Mm-hmm. The choir is already operating in repentance. Mm-hmm. And there's not like, and they put this burden on them of uh, as if they can repent um, for all of America's sins. Or God's judgment's going to come wipe it out. So, again, so that's just a, sep- a second thing. If you do not have... Uh, even if there 's a correction in it, if you cannot pick up the hope in there um, then that's a, that's a second test mm-hmm. again first test have they ever have a prophetic word yeah. fulfilled? Is there a track record of some sort number two is there some hope? in there. significant. Yeah, hope. You yeah. leave that word, even if you felt like you got a little bit of a spanking, you got hope as well. Right. So those are two big things.
0: Yeah, I love, maybe you can talk a little bit about the analogy. We were talking about this the other day, but you were talking about what what is uh, Gabriel released to Mary when she comes to him?
1: Yeah. This it, is a great analogy. It's just interesting. You know, Gabriel, messenger of God, it's the way God mes- uh, sends messages. And we see that Gabriel, when he comes, um, he comes to the shepherds, he comes to Mary. And and we see the privilege, you know, the privilege of sharing good news. I think it's the biggest honor there is in heaven. It's why Gabriel got it. He got to share the best news possible to mankind. And so the way he introduces himself, again, this is New Testament truth now. Um, the first thing he says, I bring you glad tidings. I bring you good news. And we know it's the gospel. The word gospel means good news. Mm-hmm. There is no higher uh, privilege than to be a minister of the good news. It's not a reality check news or anything, but it's the conversation we're having with Chris is, you know, it's just interesting to note, number one, you could say with the shepherds, he tells them they're going to go see the Messiah and all this, and he doesn't, uh, you know, get into how their life's going to be at risk for doing this. And then, but more so with Mary, um, you know, he tells her, You know, I've got great tidings for you, and you're going to carry the Messiah, essentially. We'll shorten the conversation there. And we're like, wow, what a privilege to receive that news from Gabriel to come and tell you that. But I said, notice what he didn't tell her. He didn't tell her the reality. Again, this is where prophets think they need to tell people about the birth pains, about the uh, contradictions. Gabriel did not say, well, don't think about having grandkids because you're never going to have them with him. And actually, he's going to be hated by your pastor. In fact, all your religious leaders. And, and in fact, yeah, everybody's spiritual in your life is going to hate him. And, and this thing of, you know, Holy Spirit's coming on you and you're going to be pregnant with it. Um, go ahead and get ready. They're going to kind of think you're a, a prostitute or a whore or a liar or something. Because the idea of a Holy Spirit coming on, on a teenage girl and she becoming It'd pregnant. You'd be have to
0: watch him die. You know.
1: <laughs> and no, no, not even your husband's going to believe you unless I give him a dream. And, yeah, and then you're going to watch Jesus die on the, on the cross, and it's going to be painful and brutal. He didn't say all that. And so we have, th- th- just in that, such an important lesson for prophets, young prophets of all ages. We know we need to let them know why. Why? We see even the model of the way the Lord uh, shares messages he, he lets it be covered. In this world, you will have tribulation. And so like, okay, it's not going to be easy here. That that covers it. There's your bad news for you. But then he frames everything with mm-hmm. good news. It says of Jesus, for the joy set before him and endured the cross. Mm-hmm. So we have overvalued telling people the challenges that are going to come because since there's not precise timing, mm-hmm. almost never does a prophet give precise timing. It just looms over someone. It's like when's that shoe going to hit? Okay, when yeah. is this the collapse? Is this the yeah. is this the David Wilkerson division? Right. That's now fifty years right. old, right. Uh, and, and so it just hangs. That's the yeah. problem of releasing a prophetic word. Is it just hangs? Over there, is this, is this it now? Is this it now? Is this it now? And that's not the way the Lord is. Yeah. He doesn't do that. And so you were saying, even when there mm. is
0: a correction that needs to be made prophetically, um, you can be you can be articulating something rightly, but doing it in the wrong way. Essentially, is what you were saying. And so it, it's like, if there's not, if you're not left with that hope, yeah. then you know that there's something wrong in the word.
1: Yeah, it, it really is. And you know, just to uh, an analogy again uh, back to this thing of you know I've heard some of the ones that do the scary well people need to know about the birth pains and um, and there's overestimated value on the birth pains and you know I have four daughters and I can just imagine um, you know how meaningless and not helpful it would have been when they're five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten to begin telling them, you know, one day you're going to have a child mm-hmm. and the birth pains are going to be. First of all, you're going to be nauseous as can be, and they're just going to be this and that, and just the progression of pains and mm-hmm. discomfort, and then you're going to get the really bad pains. Mm-hmm. And then when you think it's no, as like they're just going to, t- no, that's just number three, you're going to go up to number 10, mm-hmm. and then it's going to get worse. Like mm-hmm. if you go blow by blow mm-hmm. and you over repeat birth pains it's just and especially way too early it's devastating and you find that these 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 moms that go through i know we finally did it um, when elizabeth and i had our eldest daughter promise you know i was wow i had no idea the birth pains were like that we prepared for everything else you know we're painting the nursery we're buying new things you celebrate its joy it's for the joy set before Mm -hmm. you and then there's a brief wow that was intense Mm -hmm. And if, if you, like, overestimate that, you kill the whole joy of the birthing. Yeah, yeah. And the, 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 the so focus good. always has to be on what's being birthed, not the birth pains. Yeah. The birth pains, again, within a couple of months, Elizabeth's saying, I want to have another one. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, And so that's, we just want to be aware totally. as a prophetic voice that you're, it, it, what you think is of value is not necessarily so, and it really doesn't follow the way, uh, the way of heaven. It's not the way the Lord communicates.
0: So we were talking yesterday as well, just what were the three things they talk about in the New Testament that the prophetic is supposed to do for the body? We, you know, this is, a, this is another good, I feel like, guardrail.
1: Yeah, and 1 Corinthians um, 14, to comfort, edify, exhort. And, you know, Paul said, I, I speak in tongues more than all of you. Mm-hmm. He says, I wish all of you spoke in tongues, yeah. and I speak in tongues more than all of you, but they said even more yeah. that you should prophesy. You right. get out of that, that everybody's supposed to prophesy. Right. And it's it's not, you know, there can be, uh, yeah, there's the office of the prophet, and we're not going in that, I think, right right, r- yeah. right now. But we can all prophesy. But he says, but it, when you prophesy, it's to comfort, exhort, and edify. And there's, you know, there's the the, the deeper dive on each one of those words. But you, you you can see right up front front. It's not correction, condemnation, fear mongering, yeah. telling birth pains. Right. It's like the the closest word to any kind of uh, uh, correction would be exhort, mm-hmm. and the exhort is sort of when you get into that word, it's sort of like a, a coach you know calls his player off the side who's who's out there. He has to keep him encouraged, and he says, "Listen, you know," he yeah. gives him instruction, he gives him a pat on the uh pat on the butt sends them back out or on the back or whatever and, and it's like uh, come on we can do it but it's it's it, it comes out uh, encouraging and so we want to realize again that the new testament model is is to do it this way mm-hmm. that the new testament model is to release uh, comfort exhort edify edify yeah. to build up so you ask yourself as a prophet are these words, can somebody build on this? Yeah, yeah. Does this yeah. only warn in sort of a vague way and make them have to try to figure out how, 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 to, uh, how to repent at another level for something? Uh, or is it building, is it comforting them in some way? And when we, when we lose the guardrails of 1 Corinthians 14, especially for New Testament prophesying, then we really, we really go out of bounds in a bad way. Yeah, it's good. And I feel like even right now with
0: the headlines yeah. going the way they are, it's so important that you get this dose of of hope because um I was just even thinking, you know, this morning on the prayer for the the, the mountain of media, how important what is what is God's headline yeah. in this right now? And maybe you could even just touch on that, Johnny, what you feel like the Lord is speaking to you. I know you put out words on Facebook, you put on some stuff on the Elijah list. Maybe you could just kind of s- summarize a little bit of what you feel like the headline is. Um, based on what you've just kind of spoken about prophetically, what we need to be listening, what do you feel like is a good way to to see what,
1: what's happening right now? Yeah, and there's a progression uh, over the last couple, really three years. And, and again, to go on a deep dive on it, I recommend finding my prophetic words, and you can do other ones because I've been consistent. I haven't changed themes and thoughts and direction and change my mind because I'm not changing my mind. I'm just like what's he speaking? He continues to speak on uh, in the same direction and building up on it. but essentially if I had to um, frame it, it is that 2019 and 2020 we're going to be uh, years hinge years is the word I got hinge years for history And that in the same way Martin Luther, and the Protestant Reformation were hinge years. We looked at everything being different since the, there's a whole, since the Protestant Reformation, before the Protestant Reformation, what kicked in when, when Luther nailed the thesis there on the church and, and we're in such a time, but this is even a bigger, bigger shift. That was, you know, 500 year, that was a 500 year shift we went into and, and it went into how shall we be saved? We're saved by faith. And now we're into how shall we live and how shall we live in the kingdom. And so in this transition, there is a removing of some of some really dark uh, darkness that is taking place. God is calling us and he's awakening this message of reformation of the nations. And reformation of the nations goes back to Jesus' original message of being salt and light in every area of society. Not just planning an escape, not just trying to get out of here, not just... The god of rapture but again we've been trying to uh, escape the planet before we fulfill the kingdom uh, commission assignment and so as we go into society now we're we're finding you know that there are strongholds there is a super mafia from the enemy that has been established there so god in this two year season is 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 removing them i mean it'll continue uh, moving on in some way but there is there is a major transition and shift and change taking place right now. It's very encouraging. It's really us. It is crossing over into another reality. It's crossing over the Jordan in a sort of way. It's going into promised land, Jericho, you know, cities and nations that now know God in another way. And so to to turn that narrative and, and the transition and the storm of the narrative of the the intense challenge and it's you know it's definitely been a stirred up reality now with coronavirus and the and the bank uh the banks and and wall street challenge in different ways there's it's storm atmosphere but this storm is not headed towards the end time scenarios many uh think of and if i i just throw this in right now chris it's we we have there i've been observing it uh, you know for 40 years or more The prophetic tendency to, uh, again, for four decades, I'll say, of every negative downturn of anything that happens, whether it's uh, a virus, whether it's a market uh, slowdown, whether it's a war or something, everything. There are the voice, the quote prophetic voices that come out and try to frame the challenge of that day into a final end time scenario of this is now yeah. headed. This is one, you know, one world totally, government, the totally. beast, antichrist, yeah. and it's just a repeat mistake over and over. Yeah. You know, if I was twenty five, uh, it'd be one thing, but I've been watching this. I'm sixty now. I've been watching this for decades, <laughs> yeah. and it just yeah. keeps happening and keeps happening. And and both don't follow, don't fall into that if you are a, a, a you know emerging prophetic voice, and if you're one receiving from an emerging prophetic voice or you're on you're just being exposed to the prophetic be careful about listening to that type of voice you will mm-hmm. go down it's fake news you will head down the wrong path yeah
0: that's so good johnny well i think that's good for this uh this episode we're going to be talking more um on what the difference is between an old testament and a new testament prophet is We're going to talk a little bit about the kingdom mindset and how your eschatology will influence um, the prophetic voice you probably listen to, or if you're prophesying, how how you are prophesying. Um, And then we're going to finish up on just the different ways that Johnny hears the prophetic, how he would encourage people to hear it. And so you don't want to miss any of these. Tune in to hear the rest of these in a little bit.
1: This podcast was made available by contributions from listeners like you. To donate go online to restore7.org. Thank you.